here. Welcome, Brain Candies. Suze? Episode Suzy Q. 561. Hi, Sarah. Ooh. 561. Ready for fun. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> did I, did you see that, um, uh, maybe you caught my Instagram story where I accidentally listened to the very first episode? Oh, yes. It was a real hoot. I would never want to listen. Like I didn't. I it was like, it was a little bit like yeah. looking through journals from when you were thirteen. Yeah, cringy. Yes, but why? What was like the essence? Well, you were definitely right. We we've come a long way in our. Um, I think I was almost like body shaming myself, like like fat what? shaming myself. Or wait, like, on episode like, one. Oh yeah, we're like definitely um, fat shaming language. I'm using. Oh my god! Wait. Wait yeah. a minute. I, I say things like, oh, because I just got so fat on my honeymoon. Like, I would never say that now. Right. I would say, so what? Fucking eat whatever you want. <laughs> In wow. fact, right before this episode, I, w- I, was at, I ran to the kitchen to get my coffee. And I, as I was coming out, like leaving the kitchen, I'm like, oh gosh, I want a sweet treat so bad. And then I snuck into my bag of chocolate chips and I got like five chocolate chips. And then I was like, God, why do you want chocolate so bad? And then it, it clicked that my period's going to start like today. And I'm like, duh, no wonder. And then I had the compassion. I'm like, you get, in fact, chocolate for dinner, a chocolate cake for dinner. (laughs) Fuck it. Like, so I, we've definitely come a long way since episode number one. I I mean, if we had to think though, your life has had some real turns, twists and turns since we began. It's like, I was just getting married. Like, I don't even think I was legally. uh, Yeah. You were like, you asked me in episode one, are you going to go by Sarah Rice or Sarah Patterson? And I'm like, Sarah Rice. Who's Sarah Patterson? Wow. Like, yeah, good call. Good, good little foreshadowing. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was the episode we talked about the foot fetish thing. <laughs> that has been like so, a thread through the <laughs> entire series. I know. It's really funny, but it's like funny that we just like, I don't randomly go back and listen to old episodes, right. you know, um, but it ha- it just so happens that we were talking about you know hey what was that episode where we mentioned that and then I find it and it's numero uno. I think it's so. funny that you said we really hit our stride like episode <laughs> two hundred like four years in. <laughs> I, no, I mean I was kidding, and I believe we really got the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, we really got the hang of it then. <laughs> no, I mean I think we were. We always uh, it, you know it's really easy when you just come on here and chit chat with your bestie. And then the best thing is when there are wonderful, amazing brain candy brainiacs and like listeners, a shout out to two people. One, the wonderful woman at spectrum phone service who called (laughs) to offer me an upgrade. And then I was like, no, I don't really, I'm trying to watch less TV and read more because you know, I host a podcast and I have a book club and she was like, what podcast? And I said, the brain candy podcast. And she goes, Oh my God, I love you guys. So shout out to Kaya who works for Spectrum. This is, I was like, we had a whole moment. I was like, I would never usually be nice to people on the phone like this. And I was like extra nice to her. So it all worked out. And that was like a wonderful moment. And then, uh, the other gal who was at the airport who said, I love your podcast. And then we had a moment hugged. So that is so nice. I really enjoy hearing that. And say, I I love your podcast rather than, Hey, weren't you that girl from that show? Yes. I will be your best friend. The last, I would say two or three years that. The frequency of the podcast references mm-hmm. over the the show has been yeah exciting. Isn't me. that cool? Mm-hmm. 
I love it. So yeah. shout out to all you guys listening. So nice. For sticking in and 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 the new listeners too, because I love discovering people who are discovering us. So yeah. Now let's yeah. talk about some funny, crazy okay. stuff, huh? Oh my god, I have so many funny stories to share with you. Okay. Um, do you want to hear about something? Well, oh my god, there's so many. Where do I even start? Ah! This is a time my ADHD brain is like saved all of these good stories, and now I I am in like paralysis yep. of, so we'll just start i'll close my eyes and i'll go with okay that one. Oh, okay this one you're gonna be mad at so you know how we hate performance artists who do stupid shit i really do like we hate that so much and good news i i the guy that i'm uh hanging out with you know like kind of dating you I mean romeo yeah, yeah. That, oh yeah, that's what we're referring to. I yeah. know, so I forgot. Yes, Romeo. Uh, he. Uh, oh my god, he's gonna love that. That's his nickname. <laughs> uh, or he's gonna hate it. Either way, I don't care. Um, he. Uh, uh, I. I. He was like, "Hey, what are you guys talking about today?" So I sent him this article, and he was equally as annoyed. And I'm like, "Good. This is a test." Yeah. Okay. That okay. is good. Well. So. If, well, just to tell people. I mean, yeah. I guess people know what performance art is, right? Yeah. This is. Oh, okay, I'm gonna call this conceptual art. Ew, ew, <laughs> worse. How would you even describe conceptual art? <laughs> I don't even know. I just know I don't like it. Right? It's like the Supreme Anything Court. Anything that court sounds like porn. like exper- the same way I would feel about don't like conceptual music or experimental music. Don't. Yeah, don't. that is basically cats fucking. Yep. <laughs> Please don't experiment with anything. That's just don't my motto. Experiment. <laughs> Because I guarantee they're not following any of the scientific method yeah, in these right. experimentations. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which okay. is my, my same argument for why I hate a reality television people calling it, oh, we're doing these human experiments. Mm. Right. No, you're not. Okay. So back to the terrible performance or conceptual art. Mm-hmm. So this happened in Denmark. And this artist named Jens Hanning uh, was offered money or, you know, he was commissioned to do this... You know, I don't even know. I think he was pretty vague about what he said. He just said that he was going to, um, they lent him a, a, a very famous work of art. They, they Who's lent, they? oh, sorry, excuse me. The Danish national, like the museum, Danish national museum. Lent so this him was in, art? Yeah. So they were, they were. They were doing something like they had contractually like allowed him this space oh, that was no. like already deemed for, uh, and it cost like a, a shit ton of money. Yeah, it was it was f- like over a half a million Danish kroner, which I think translates <laughs> to about a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. And I don't. I'm still confused as to whether it was a- actual goods that cost this much because it then said that he was. They offered to pay him four thousand okay. dollars. So I think that there was a lost. Well, oh, spoiler alert. You'll find out. Okay. But th- that this this like a hundred thousand dollars was something that the museum had like put up of like. Here, yeah, here you go. You mm-hmm. can yes, funding, but like not in cash. It was yeah. in something that was like. Anyways, so. <clears throat> He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that work. It's going to be great and blah, blah, blah. And then he delivers them a box or just a glass frame that Mm. was absolutely empty. I hate it. And he called the art, Mm. take the money and run. No. (laughs) Yes. 
So he says, like, that's why it's almost hard to even explain what the conceptual art was and what he was even... Because it's like, yeah. I don't even think he had an idea of it, but because... What I what I do know about are all of the other horrible things that came afterwards, like all the quotes that he said. Like, for example, I encourage other working people who have conditions as horrible as mine to do the same. If you're working some shitty job and not getting paid and are, in fact, actually being asked to pay to work, then grab what you can and beat it. I'm sorry. What horrible conditions mm-hmm. were you working in, modern artist, in your loft? In Denmark, <laughs> guaranteed in your socialized healthcare, you are not in shitty working conditions. I mean, I get the message that he's trying to send, but I don't think he's the right person to fucking send it. No, and I don't even like. It almost feels like an fu to the art world. Because that right? He said it's a protest against low wages and working conditions in the art world, but. Oh. Uh, you're just going to take the money and then not do anything. And who is that? You're not really, this feels like more of that Banksy shit. And yeah. when it's like, I don't know that this is a white guy, but I know it's a white guy. <laughs> right. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, on one hand I get fired up, but then as I'm getting fired up, I think, well, okay. maybe what's, they, what's... well, maybe they accomplished their goal. If we're talking about it, if it's to create some sort of dialogue. Maybe it was successful. I don't know. He, well, the museum argument argued that that wasn't part of the contract. That wasn't part of the agreement <laughs> of true. like what the art would be. That there would be something that was like a material. So like yeah. he violated the contract, I think right. is what they're arguing. Of like, yeah, sure, we get that we're doing that, but that's not what we paid you to do. That's like, oh, I, you know, farted in a hallway and called it art. Well, that's, we needed some actual sh- stuff. I think it's we needed funny some material. museums usually, or not, maybe not museums, but exhibitioners, usually in art houses, usually go along with this shit when it doesn't affect them, like their pocketbook. Yeah, I think that I think that it affected. I think that they lost. Yeah, they, uh, they lost him. a shit ton of money, but they didn't fund him. I can't figure out what it was. Whether it was like the space it was, it said to re- recreate two of his earlier works, the works which were initially showcased and condis- consisted of two canvases encased in glass that contained the average incomes of Denmark and Australia real banknotes. So it was like they put up. Oh, that makes sense. Now that I read it out loud, they put up the money to go in the art. Oh. Oh, oh. my God. Oh. I'm glad that we and... walked through this. Well, of course and, they're going to sue him. Because that makes sense. I, oh, my God. But then they, they failed. They, they refused. This, I, this is an article I read in Vice, and they refused to comment. Probably oh, probably because the lawyers are like, you can't comment on this. Wow, that's great. That's so interesting. Yeah, so they, okay, that makes sense. So the art, the museum was like, the guy was like, I need this much money because I'm going to do an art piece of like- About money. About money yeah. and pa- pa- paste the money in there. Because I kept on thinking like, they gave him money. Right. They gave him something, but it wasn't like The money was a intended to be a Because he part. got paid something else and then he took that and they were like, fine with that. But the money was supposed to be, they were like, yeah, sure. And then I suppose what, the like afterwards they were going to then They could have just used fake money. I'll tell you who won't take your money and run is the people oh. at Noom 
because what they will give you is an incredible service that will help you stay accountable and reach your goal. Well, help you start running if you wanted to do that. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, okay, so if you haven't tried Noom yet, it is a service that where you put in your goal and they will send you stuff to um, show you how to create new habits and reach those goals through like cognitive behavioral science. So they will help you better understand your cravings and, and your habits around food, for example, or, you know, what exercise, how you can reframe exercise so that it's enjoyable, yes. stuff like that. They just keep you on track and help we you reach your one. goals. I do too. Um, and it's just a way to kind of get new habits like we're always talking about on here. And they will help you start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash brain candy. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. A lot of our brainiacs are doing it and they really love it. And so do yeah. we. It's just a great oh, service. All right, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, so what he's yeah. being, they're going to sue him? Yeah. I would imagine that is the right thing to do. Yeah, they're going to sue him. Because, like, what the fuck? And it's the Kunsten, Kunsten, I can, it's fucking Denmark. Well, I, I shouldn't say fucking. But their their words are very hard to pronounce. Kunsten yeah. Museum of Modern Art. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Jen's haunting. I just fuck don't, you, dude. I just don't get it. Like, and, yeah, so they have to go. And I don't like that it's, it feels like. The people in the art world are kind of spineless. Like, not even the people who are the ones doing this shit, but, like, they're not exactly, oh, I'm going to get you. You know, they oh. don't even come after people when they break valuable, like, stuff. Yeah, that is weird. You know all those stories from the museum? They feel, like, feels like they're a bunch of wusses. Do you think the reason that they don't really, like, get worked up about that stuff is just because they're insured? And it doesn't actually come out of their pocket oh. when people damage the art. Yeah, but you would think that, like, even so, that the people, I don't know, it just feels like they're kind of like, well, it's okay. Like, oh, you know, you just ruined that. Like, I feel like I want them to get mad. They're kind of like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of wishy washy. Like, I don't know. I'm like totally generalizing all people in the art world. Like, well, in the stories we've read, not about all art people like people are yeah. involved in horseplay in the museum, <laughs> and then they like break a vase. Yes, it's like be mad. Yeah, I mean, even Carol Brady got mad about stuff like that. Mom always said, "Don't play ball in the house." I mean, they did a whole episode around it. <laughs> did you have rules like that growing up? Uh, no, we didn't have anything of value, Sarah. <laughs> oh my God. Our house was like a museum and we were right. not allowed to like touch or move. It was, oh, it was definitely like that. I'm going to post some of the pictures that I took whenever I first visited your mom's house back, oh my you know, when gosh. we first met. Oh, there, those are good. going to be good ones. I mean, cause you're, it's this weird. was your life. So you probably don't really think about it too much, but <laughs> Sarah's house had some very interesting oh. features. Do I want to spoiler alert them or do I want to like, because <laughs> now it's coming back to me. There may have been multiple mannequins. Right. Headless, I believe. Yes. And they had names. <laughs> and they were like sitting in her house, these mannequins. Yes. Which and they had, had like, seasonal people. outfits. But like, 
in my mom's defense, they were cool mannequins. Totally. They were like, they were, you know, one was, they weren't like, she just went down to, and dumpster, went dumpster diving at, you know, J.C. Penny. Gabe's. J.C. Penny. I can just imagine people out there thinking that my cuckoo crazy mom <laughs> is like once the mall has closed that she's like out gathering like I don't know mannequin like, parts yeah. in the dumpsters at like the old shut down department less. stores old Sears yeah <laughs> Sears <laughs> she would oh good but I know that's why I have to clarify these things yeah and be like no no they were they were like pieces of art. Yeah, but and she owned a store, so I'm not making fun of it. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, I'm she's an original. She definitely is. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, okay. What else do I want to talk about? That's um, super funny. And um, okay, that's depressing. We'll save that for later. Oh boy. Um, well, I mean, you know, like depressing and like uh, we know. Okay, um, this one's just like a little story, but I had to share it. There's a roller coaster in Japan that they had to shut down after it only being open for a couple months because uh, four people got broken bones from riding the roller coaster. What happened? Exactly what you would imagine. Like whiplash. So the roller coaster goes from zero to 112 miles. First of all, nothing should go that fast that's (laughs) like not enclosed. Can we all agree that? Yeah. With that? Because that's crazy. Well, and then do you think that does that in 1.56 seconds? So it is the speed of acceleration that causes (laughs) physical harm. So yeah. these aren't like, like going broken around the turns. Yeah, no, it's like the ne- it's like their spinal, like a thoracic Jesus, spine that's fracture. Worse. Yeah, right. Significant and cervical, uh, cervical, uh, blah, 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 cervical fracture. Wow, that's your head, isn't it? Yeah, it's like your neck, the top of your spine. That's awful. Yeah. So they're like, oh, maybe we should shut this down. And then the Japanese theme park wanted to be very clear that these are the first accidents they've had in two decades. Wait a minute. Wonder why all of a sudden? Because oh, of this the, new the res- ride. I see. The ride is new, but the park is old. Correct. The ride is new. The park is old. Okay. And oh my gosh, I I don't know what. I feel like the name translates to something crazy too. It's like called the Death Coaster or something insane like that. Like, why are we doing me, this? And this might be false, but this is just my impression. You know all those, okay, okay. Um, you know, unusual. Asian game shows that we've seen. Yes, correct. Of. Like yeah. they have a different sensibility, it seems, um, in entertainment than <laughs> I'm accustomed to. Correct. And so it just seems like they are game for any kind of weirdness like this. Uh, Why is that? I wonder why culture. I don't know. I feel like wipeout and cervical Jeez. spine injury or fracture might be. There's. Uh, not quite in the same category. Yeah, true. Like I, I think the there's nothing more hilarious too than people running up a hill covered in KY jelly. Where that did is you my see favorite. This? That was on my. That account. is on every single. That's always the final game on like every single one of those Japanese like wipeout shows <laughs> oh, where yes, they have to yes, climb yes, up yes, a yes. weird mountain and they're going around each other That's and there's right. always the last thing is always yeah always an uphill climb. 
cover on on a, some slippery surface covered in KY jelly. I'm surprised we've never had to do that. Have you on the show? I've had to go down a slide covered in KY jelly or, or something of the sort, like baby oil. That was <laughs> awful. Was that? Oh, that was the I, I just quit that final. That was the one I went out in, a, in an ambulance. What was but, so bad um, about it? That part. So, well, that was the cutthroat final. And what happened that week uh, of the challenge on MTV, if you guys are only brain candy brainiacs <laughs> and have no idea who we are that would be <laughs> outside nice. of this show. Hey. Um, so it was the cutthroat final and a few things happened. Uh, number one, it was the, the, it was before they, or I should say it was the season they realized that they need to give all of us camel packs. Oh, backs. Right, I yeah. never know which is right. So you don't Camel die. back, I think. So we don't die. And mm-hmm. it's because two of us almost did freaking die on this. Um, so how they used to do water stations or how they used to give us waters, there would be stations at different places along the... And it would be like a Dixie cup worth of liquid. Oh, Suze, yeah. what they did for this one, they put out uh, metal barrels. Like, like oh my you know God. the barrels? Like a trough. That- a trough. Right. They filled that with water. But here's what happened. So we're we're the ray, we're doing the final, and there are different stages of the final. And one of the very first things that we have to do is, well, and first of all, first you should know that out of the blue, it had been very mild weather. It was like 68, 72 max, like every day, perfect. Like oh, huh. Light breeze. I can definitely run a final on this. No problem. There was a heat wave that week, and it got up to the, oh, in the 90s, mm. and they were not expecting this at all. So it's 90-plus degrees outside. One of the first stops that we have to make, one of the first challenges that we are tasks we have to complete, is our team has to go down this slide face first, which is so annoying. Uh, Why did it have to be face first? I don't know. That's why it's annoying to make sure that it was the most painful and the most uncomfortable and we got the most covered in what they were going to do to us. So we had to go down this slide that was a wooden slide that they had covered in or some metal slide or something. It was metal. It must have been a metal slide that they had covered in plastic, like black plastic trash bags Mm -hmm. that had been sitting out in the sun. And then they covered them with baby oil. They wow. were a thousand fucking degrees. Yeah, did you get burnt? Yes. And yeah. then we had to slide down that into sawdust. Oh, no. That's how we had to start the race. So we had to run the next fucking eight miles right. covered in sawdust. I mean, that is Do you know how uncomfortable? That was the same challenge that they tear gassed us. Do you know what it's like to be tear gassed? I do. Not because of anything I've done. I don't. Sarah, have you been involved in in looting or rioting or protest, heavy protesting or any sort of like, uh, nope, just reality television. Not civil disobedience. War, civil disobedience. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Political unrest? Nope. <laughs> well, whether someone is protesting or on a challenge, we all need to hydrate. And oh, yes. I, I definitely needed to hydrate that day. I could have <laughs> really used some of this, for goodness sake. And that's why we recommend Huzzah 
which is such a delicious seltzer. But what I love about it is it has probiotics in it. So it helps with that gut situation we're all working on. And, well, frankly, it just tastes delicious. Yes. They have just three grams of sugar. And they have like raspberry and lemon, strawberry and hibiscus, juicy pear, really nice flavors. They're great with um, as a mixer or on their own. They're just Mm -hmm. yummy. And uh, you should get ready to fill your fridge by stocking up on Huzzah Probiotic Seltzer by using code BRAINCANDY for 20% off your order. Go to drinkhuzzah.com. That's code BRAINCANDY for 20% off at drinkhuzzah.com. You know what I'm thinking these are great for? The holidays are coming up and... I I like going to people's houses and like not a lot of people drink soda anymore. I know. And having another option yeah. is really good and also kids will like it. Yeah, I just saw a and recipe. You, don't, you have to feel bad serving it to the kids. This would be perfect for there was a recipe where you mix like pomegranate juice and mm. I forget lime and something else and then you put in activated charcoal and it makes that um, oh. kind of like a dry ice effect. Oh, yeah, for, spook, for spooktacular celebration. Okay. Well, I <laughs> want to do that. It. <laughs> you know, I love it. Right. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, where was I? Where well, was I? Okay, oh, yes. Jelly. Sliding down a slide into sawdust. So, would you say that was down. the worst you ever had on the challenge? The worst, worst experience in that mm. respect. I will say um, it might be tied with this one I was so mad about. It might be tied with not during. During this one was the worst because running with sawdust on you was, I mean, you get little splinters. And you're wearing those compression shorts. And this is absolutely getting all in all the places you don't. Yes. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I could think of that was worse and it wasn't during, even though I, in my mind, I was, I knew it was going to be bad afterwards. So I was already like having the panic attack. Yeah. But on the battle of the X's, I believe it was X's two, we had to, they had these poles. This is so fucking stupid. The stuff I've done when I describe this to anybody out yeah. loud, this sounds crazy. Yeah. Okay. It was a pole that was covered in soap and we had to grind back and forth with our partner on wearing down the soap on this pole and you're you're straddling it between oh, your yeah, legs I remember that gave you a bit of a problem of course it did i'm going for for 30 minutes i'm grinding back and forth i won't even use laundry detergent that is has any sort of like pH that's off. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to seesaw my hoo ha <laughs> on your fucking bar of soap that I guarantee is not pH balanced for her comfort. This is something I've noticed on the show where, like, I don't know whether they realize what they're asking people to do. I mean, because, you know, right. everyone uses soap, so they wouldn't think it was torturous. I'm like, guys. You know what I mean? Like, do you think it's yeah, an innocent the, mistake? The, they don't think it through? Yeah, because I think it's dudes who come up with this shit. <laughs> and they don't have vaginas. And they're like, oh, you guys wouldn't like yeah. it if soap gets in there? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. 
So that one is the only thing that – because afterwards – and then don't you know, two days later, I was like, excuse me, going to yeah. need some over-the-counter stuff to take care of what you did to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ultraman. Good Lord. I'm Ugh, sorry, Sarah. All, I'm mad about it. Anyways. <laughs> it's funny um, how we can get mad uh, again 10 years later. Oh, I, I get – I'm mad now. It's the feelings about the feeling. Now I'm I'm yeah. twice as mad because I wasn't mad then. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm now I'm coming to the defense of little Sarah who was uh, gung ho to do anything and was a, a a people pleaser and helped you guys out and you just took advantage of her. Seriously, for real. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I'm like sorry. oh yeah. Also run naked. Fuck you. <laughs> so run naked. Right? Like, I can't. I think, but I'm just like, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's why it makes me laugh. In front of everyone in Mexico! How many people do you think watched you run naked? A hundred. Really? How many is too many? (laughs) Let's play that game. (laughs) Five? Yeah, I I agree with you. I just think the viewer... I'm getting mad not at you. You're mad at me? No, I'm. I said I'm not getting mad. I'm. I'm. The person I'm mad at is obviously not you. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I don't think the viewers necessarily realize how many people are there, and so I just try right. to tell them. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. They don't realize. They don't realize that there's a whole crew. Not just the crew. That's our crew. Then there's yeah. also the there's people that they have to hire that are locals to lock down the set. Yeah. So there's like random security guards that are local guys who like work for the hotel or whatever area we're in, and they'll and uh, I'm sorry, but if I find out that there's a group of attractive. American or anybody doesn't matter what where they're from. Attractive people who are stripping down naked and yeah, right. running, and I happen to have some free time in my schedule. And <laughs> you get those binoculars out. Kill a few hours. Well, I'll I'll come down there and check that out. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think is worse for you? Okay, was it you know the people that are actually there that can see your whole mm. naked body that are a hundred or so people? Or mm-hmm. the blurred out, million, you know, me, millions of people that can see the blurred out version, which is more. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, the option B because option B comes with it lives forever. Yeah, because that now plays, and then God forbid, then my dumbass says things like, "Can you please not do that in slow motion?" Like saying it yeah. in earnest, like like or, or whatever, you know, saying it like ser- like in all seriousness. Please, yeah, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and then they magic did. words. It's opposite day. Like <laughs> it's opposite <laughs> day. So stupid. And then I just have to remind myself that right now I'm probably ten years older than the person editing that shit and thinking that mm-hmm. that's a good idea to put on the air. And yeah. that makes me mad. That seems irresponsible. Yeah. And that's why they need somebody who is going to babysit them and be like, that's fucked up and might get you a lawsuit later. Yeah. You know? Ugh. Anyways. Well, can I just say? Yeah. Say things. The the one thing that I really like putting my naked butt on is my tushy uh, bidet. Oh! Susie? Yeah. I will never, and I mean never... (laughs) 
live in a home without a bidet. That's what I'm saying. Here's what I think we need to do. We need to tell people why it's not weird to have a bidet. Why do they think it's fucking weird? I think that Americans just aren't used to them. And so it feels like, why would I get that? Because my mom oh, is super you don't granola know crunchy. What it feels like afterwards. You, you don't even know how clean your butt could feel. Yeah. Tell it's them about, total like, ass confidence. Yes. <laughs> Did you say whole ass confidence? I didn't mean to say, I didn't say whole ass confidence, total ass confidence, yeah. but whole ass confidence is way funnier. And now that I said it out loud, <laughs> whole ass or asshole confidence, either or. <laughs> the Hello Tushy, it's a modern bidet. It's stylish, yes. eco-friendly, super, super easy to install and will help stop flushing, you know, crap into the ocean and... You know, it's good for the environment and great for yes. your buns. Yes. And so, Susie, you said it best. You're like, if I just put a little yes. bit of stuff on your arm. Yes. If you put poop on and your then arm. I, yeah. And then I wiped it off with a, with a tissue. Right. We would be like, and then just left you, you to water? walk around. Mm-hmm. You would not feel okay with that. Yeah. It is weird that we are fine using just dry toilet paper on it's actual crazy. shit. It's actually crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, start washing with a Tushy bidet for a better clean. Go to hellotushy.com slash handy to get 10% off plus free shipping. It's a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash candy for 10% off. After you buy and install your Tushy, show it off, tag us, and at hellotushy on Instagram. Oh, I get so excited when I see these at people's houses too. Yeah, like, it's sweeping the nation, yeah. people. Get on it board. It really is. Yeah, okay. I love it. The best. Um, okay, what else did I talk? We talked about the Japanese roller coasters that are fucking killing people. But I still want to... Uh, uh, are you somebody who enjoys a, a roller coaster? I do. How come I don't know this about you? Oh. Like, I mean, what's I... the what's the scariest... This seems odd because I don't. Oh. Wait, you this don't like... This is backwards for us. What don't you like about it? Oh, oh. Don't draw. Oh, what? The, everything. The I hate that. Like, there's. An, I cried when I went on the haunted. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, in the, the one that they drop. Yeah, that one that they drop you down. The haunted mansion one. Oh, not yes. the haunted mansion. The the Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. <sighs> that lived up to its name for me. Okay, so you get scared at the drop. I actually cried. There was a seven year old sitting next to me who's like, "Pull yourself together." Why you thought you were gonna die? I know. I Pull just, yourself together. What happens? It's like, Get it together, lady. Right? She looked at me. She's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Um, <laughs> I, I. There's this thing that happens where I think I get in this such like a fight or flight, like like that is triggered in me, and and it's this. It keeps me on the edge. It's especially the ones where. Oh, I'm getting scared. Just oh my God. Where out of nowhere, I'm honestly feeling like all the blood rush out of my body. Where they just drop you out of nowhere. I don't, it feels like I know it's coming and I know I'm not going to like it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm very sensitive to that. Fe- I feel like it's gotten way worse the older I've, the older I get. Yeah. That feeling of being dropped, of your stomach doing the, oh, oh Yeah, so but terrible. why doesn't that same thing affect you like on stuff you did on the challenge heights and but i'm not um, falling it's the act of falling and it's the not knowing i'm totally in control when i have a stunt guy 
harness me in Mm -hmm. to something and then he tells me to climb up that rope, I got it. Mm -hmm. That's me in charge of everything. There's nothing is going to jump out of nowhere. Nothing is going to... Oh, you don't like the element of surprise. I don't... I love it everywhere, but... (laughs) I hate surprise. I think I don't like the element of surprise. Right. It freaks you out knowing it's coming, but you don't know when. It's like, like... IRL Jack in the Box, and it freaks me out. <laughs> Do you not like haunted houses? I I love hate it. Like I am. I I went. <laughs> I laugh because like it totally goes against who I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, I went. I so one of the first dates I went on with Ren, he took me to Not Scary Farm, and I had not been to not scary farm or anything of the sort in 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head was like, Oh, I'm fucking cool. Like nobody got well. this. Like, mm-hmm. and I also thought I could remember back to when I was about 15 or 16 and went the last time I was at not scary farm. And which by the way, if you aren't familiar is like people get dressed in like the zombie costumes, they jump out of nowhere and like it's all scary and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they're like zombie mazes and haunted mazes and everything. And I went when I was about 16 or so, and I was definitely that 16-year-old who was over the top, screaming her head off, getting chased into, like, the gift shop. And I remember feeling, like, in my memory, I was like, yeah, I was probably, like, you know, uh, like, being a little overdramatic. Right, you thought as I might as do. Uh-huh. Who, who, anybody who knows me. Like, <laughs> shocker. Yeah. Her new 16-year-old Sarah. So in my mind, when I went to Not Scary Farm this time, or last time, I had that memory of, of this past version of myself. And I'm like, oh, I am much older and wiser now. And I don't need sure. to do those silly things. And I'm going to just enjoy the, ooh, cool. Like it's, This nope. is child's play. That is not the case. I am something happens and I am the screaming teenager who jumps and runs out of there. And I know I'm saying to myself, I say it. I'm like, I know, I know that's like, I know I'm looking at him. I'm like, I know it's a guy in a mask, but I can't help it. I think it's, it's my, it's a good imagination. Yeah. My brain just kind of goes to that place and is like, this is, I don't that, know. See, that makes more sense to me, though, because, you know, I don't know. I guess I find those more sc- scarier. But roller coasters, that seems in your wheelhouse. It's the physical thing that it, it hurts. Like, it's not com- <laughs> physically comfortable. What do you mean? <laughs> like your neck? Like the, the dropping? Like dropping? Get like I feel like I'm actually going to throw up you my stomach. You register that as pain. In your brain. It doesn't feel... Which is odd because there's a lot of things that are very painful that I register as fun. Yeah, right. That we've talked about on previous episodes. Yeah. So that's peculiar. Yeah, I thought you were like in the hurt so good department. Yeah, but this is different. This is like... Oh, God. I don't know why. It feels like I all the blood is leaving my body. That's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. So... It, and I, I would not have thought you to be somebody who enjoys a, a coaster. I do. Yes. There's this group called the American Coaster Enthusiasts. And um, there was a girl in my high school that was a member. She was um, special needs and she would Mm -hmm. wear her, you know, ACE was the acronym, Uh, Mm -hmm. ACE jacket. And it cracked me up 
But also I was like, there's an entire subculture of people that are just so yes. into coasters that they've formed an entire group and oh, organization. Remember the woman who married one? What? Don't you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. You said, Susie, <laughs> I, we need to go into the archives. Quick, what episode was I that? thought you just said, remember when I married one, like when oh, you no. married someone who's a, a, an enthusiast. Oh, oh no. <laughs> but that would, if, if I told you I went on a date with a roller coaster enthusiast or a magician or something of the sort, that you'd would be like, yeah, right. that fits. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Well, but the woman that know. married a roller coaster though, that was the most relatable of all the objectophilia people. Oh, because of the ride. Yeah, because it gives you that, I don't know, some people would say they're orgasmic. Yeah. Do you have that feeling in that, does it feel like tickly in the, what does it feel like to go on a roller coaster? Not in my vagina, but, you know, just the, I get the drop same Well, I heard from a male friend that he felt it in his balls. No. Do you think all men do? I am curious because I've asked other men. Yes. No. Yes. I didn't even know they felt things in their balls. <laughs> Susie. Stop. I really didn't. <laughs> we don't know. You know what? Here we are yeah. getting so mad at them for not knowing being able to identify every fold and crevice on a diagram. And we're like, wait, they have feelings? <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm actually dying. I'm sorry. Oh, I gotta get it together. I never ever knew that men like experienced definitely not pleasure in their balls. It. I knew that they don't like being hit in their balls, (laughs) but I think they do experience pleasure in them because they like a. Yeah, they. I. I mean, aren't have you ever? Wait a minute. Had. What? Do you, what is, are what you, you telling me that that thing that you feel like in your tummy when you drop down on a roller coaster, they feel it in yeah. their ball sack? I think so. We need to pull some men. Where's Adam? <laughs> Ask Adam. <laughs> Ask him where he feels a roller coaster. Lincoln! <laughs> right. I need to know that. I'll get to the bottom of it, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. We have, we've, we're going to need to do a poll. Okay. Yeah. What did you? What I've did re- I interrupt you? You were going to say something. Oh, I, who knows what the hell I'm talking about? I think it was about balls. Oh, um, oh, the, I think it's something about like us uh, discovering that they could taste. Do you remember oh my that? God. Something they were about like putting the, them in soy sauce. Yeah, dipping them in soy sauce. Okay, but That's then true. I should have realized. I got okay. I think I want to I want to return to that. This is like now totally random aside, but I'm going to share because mm-hmm. I've, I've been like, you know, Susie and I have already talked about this, but I have to share it with other humans. Um, so, you know how we talked about how that like they did that with soy sauce and or there was something that said like they think that your like butt has taste buds. Yes. Okay. Well, then so, remember we realized, you know how when you eat spicy food and then you get rings thing when you do your number yes. two? Yes. And that and then, confirmed it to us that it must actually taste or we wouldn't feel the, the heat. 100% absolutely because then I got COVID even with vac- being vaccinated. Yep. 
So we got to always be careful and wear your mask. It's totally real, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily, my symptoms were very mild. But one of the things I did have was total loss of smell and taste. Yeah. And one of the things that I absolutely didn't... I ate crazy spicy food. Yeah. Zero problem. In your butthole. In the butthole. Right. That's right. That was my nerve. My mom looked at me that one, like the night we went out to Thai food and I was like, give me the spiciest shit you got. And she was like, this seems dangerous. Like, And also, I, by, I should say that I did not go out while I had symptoms. Right. I had no smell for a month. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That they were like can long go gone on forever. Forever. Right. Um, so my mom was like, I am nervous. Like, maybe you should go slow. I'm like, nope, it's fine. It's fine. I, w- I didn't feel a damn thing. So then when you did your number two, it just felt Nothing. great. Great. Not even, I didn't even know I was going number two because I couldn't smell it. Still used my bidet. <laughs> that was a weird month for me. I didn't leave the house a lot because I didn't know if I smelled bad. Oh. Like that was a thing in my head that I didn't know, like, because I couldn't, it was weird. I couldn't, and I didn't, sh- I, I'm like, I know I should take a shower, but like, None of the cues that my body usually gives me, it's given me. And like, I would go to the bathroom and like nothing. Wow. And I mean, so I was like all embarrassed that I like, you know. A lot stinking. of people say the, um, the worst thing is the no taste and smell. It, it, it was really bad. The wor- the, it was bad because there was, I was never satisfied. Like I never, like I knew I was yeah. craving chocolate. You know, just how I said in the beginning of this episode, like I, I, when it's like that time of the month, damn, give me that, all the chocolate. And I was really craving like something sweet or like chocolate. And I couldn't ever, it felt like an itch I couldn't scratch. Yeah. And I was eating so much. My brother was the one who was smart and was like, you should just only be eating kale and salad. And because you can't, so eat. and I was like, oh, duh. So I started eating like broccoli, like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, all the benefits. Because I was like, just like, yeah. oh, I'll just eat all that. Duh. Instead, I was like trying to, like, maybe if I have 12 slices of pizza, I'll finally taste it. <laughs> this is good. Maybe after slice. cake, maybe after slice number 14, like <laughs> cookie number 20. You know? That's funny. Oh, yeah. So that confirmed that, that no ring sting and the, the bum hole thing, which I guess is um, re- redundant. But Yeah, if if you're kind of lost on what we're saying, there was this study or, oh, yeah, or at yeah. least yes. a rumor. I don't even know if it was a study that yeah, probably a rumor. your butt hole has yes. some sort of receptors for taste in the same way your mouth does. Yeah. And so, and so like the, yes. Yeah, there was some... People headlines it. of the article read "butthole ha- can taste" or something like that. <laughs> it was like what you know. And then everybody was like, "Let's try," so, you know, as they do, you know. Right, and, and now we Sarah's experienced, and she had super spicy food. And then when it came yeah. out her bee hole, there was no Nothing. pain. That seems okay. to confirm total confirmation. Yeah, <laughs> total. Yes, total confirmation. Okay. Um I have to get to the story because okay. it has been one that I have been saving and I've been dying to talk about for so long because it I don't know if there's ever been a story that is te- well, except it doesn't really do the poo thing, but that's fine. We'll let it go. We did cover that before earlier in this episode. This like touches on all of our favorite things. So, okay. this is a story that was sent to me by one of our listeners. And wait, was it, this Vito w- player on Twitter? I think so. 
Okay, because I purposely it, didn't not, read it because I heard you like raving and saying you wanted to talk oh about it. Oh, God, it's so fucking funny. Okay. So, you know how we love a story about somebody marrying something that's like not of the human yeah. variety? <laughs> um, this is a story, a species, right? <laughs> this is a story about a guy who's essentially like in a relationship or married, like life partners, with a bird. No. But the intention is so good. Come on. And the way it happened, it, it's not because he loved, well, he does love the bird, but it's not how you, th- you thought. Okay, so this bird was born in like the 1980s or something around that time, like in the, eight, in like the late 80s. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, it's like our age. Uh, actually, it is our, it is, yes, this bird is my age. Um, so the bird was born at, at a, during a time or in a time where we weren't, we didn't have the information or know about birds imprinting on their mothers, like the first thing that a bird sees. You know how ducks do that? They're like little ducklings. No, tell me you what you're saying. This. I don't know what you're saying. You don't know this? I'm not sure. Oh my God, I'm about to blow your mind with the most adorable thing. You're going to go on a whole, like, this, is the, this can give you so many adorable videos to watch on YouTube and stuff. Okay, so when baby ducks are born or birds are born, they imprint on... An, the first thing that they see, they think is their mother. Uh-huh. So what happened, they call it imprinting. So if ducks are born, ducks or birds or whatever they are, and I don't think it's all birds, it's just certain kinds of birds that do this. So if birds are born, say like in captivity or like something happens and the mom's not there and they, the first thing they see is a person, they imprint on that person. And they think that person is their mother really or is cute. there, they, it's adorable because they will not leave this. They, they follow it around like mom, mom, right, mom. And yeah. the little noise, like, it's like the cutest thing. I love it. So, right. That's already adorable. So there's this bird who happens to be named Walnut. Um, oh damn. What is the name? What is the kind of bird? It's huge. This bird like looks like it. It's like some sort of water stork egret looking thing. And it's a species that is, uh, in um it's endangered so Mm -hmm. i I was like in cat i couldn't remember the word it's an endangered species um so like protecting it and keeping it safe is like of the utmost importance so this when the bird was born it imprinted on a person and it doesn't believe that it's a bird this bird walnut does not think that it like it, it doesn't know that it is a member of the species that it is. It thinks it's a person. So when it sees another bird that is the same kind of bird, it attacks him. And so they've tried to put this bird and tried to like introduce it to other birds of its same species. And the video was really funny because they said that they're they're kind of certain that this bird like Carol Baskin her like two <laughs> male mates like definitely might have murdered them. And so couldn't be around couldn't be around other birds. Um, and so they transfer the bird to the Smithsonian Wildlife Center in 2014, and it's the same year that this guy, Chris, starts working there. Chris, whose last name, by the way, is Crow. No! Chris Crow! I love it so much. Right? I was like, there's the checkbox number two of things we love in stories. You know, the last name that totally lives up to, you know, people live up to their last name. Hilarious. So... To say that this was love at first sight for Walnut was an understatement. Okay. This bird fell in love with Chris. And 
Chris can't, I mean, what's he supposed to do? He's like, uh, you know, I gotta like, I'm working here. This is like part of my job is to like, you know, help this bird out. Mm. But also like, uh, what do we have? What do we, how do we know that this bird loved Chris? Well, uh, it was time for that bird to mate and they were having trouble inseminating the bird. So you have to, in order to like, it's a female bird. So they were like taking the male sperm and they Mm -hmm. had to like capture the bird and hold it and then inject it. Mm -hmm. And they were having, as you could imagine, a difficult time doing that. And the bird was like, WTF, yeah. Yeah, WTF. I'm not feeling this. Uh, I do not consent is maybe what the bird was saying. So what they noticed is when Chris came, uh, and by came, I mean entered the room. Don't get crazy. (laughs) I want to be very clear here. When Chris came in the room, the bird started doing... A mating dance. Oh my so god! So the researchers and the people who were like trying to like inseminate this bird were like, "Ooh, right? What would opportunity happen? Knocks. Opportunity knocks. Opportunity Chris, right? If Chris danced back. Oh my god! Well, she loved it. How do you know? It totally one hundred percent worked. Chris, then the only way that this bird will allow this procreation whole thing to happen is if this whole mating dance goes on. It was exactly what she wanted, and she allowed him to then she like presented herself basically to him how did they do that they get on their back and just open up well i did they didn't have a video of it but how do you reckon a whole other oh how birds do it Mm -hmm. oh i think maybe she did Mm. i know because when they say the birds and the bees i'm like i don't know how either of those groups do it i think it's a lot of like like it feels like doggy style humping Okay. Which now they get a lot of credit, those dogs, for that style when literally right. all other animals do that. Yeah, they should just I call think. it the dogs in the yeah, summer. Just summer. like style. And then this is human style, everything else we do. <laughs> um, okay, so back to Chris. So mm-hmm. she initiated the mating dance with Chris. He returned, he did the mating dance. They now have five children together. <laughs> Oh my five, God. five little offspring. But what happens? So, and it gets even cuter than that. That the, so she has the, you know, she gets little birdie pregnant. We still question marks. Still don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I also had those same questions about the turtle. The, remember the guy who was impregnating the turtle, and they had to use like vibrators to like turn them all, like get them all excited yeah. to see if they were male or female turtles. Mm-hmm. People are doing weird shit to animals. We have a lot of questions. Yeah. Um. So. They so when she has the eggs, they're really nervous that you know, like when they hatch, she's going to kill them because she, you know, doesn't recognize her own species. So they have her sit on the eggs, and then they swap them out, and they basically like adopt them out. They give them to other birds to, um, you know, raise. But the really cute part is. For some reason, I don't even know. They didn't say in the article or go into detail. I'm going to have to dig deeper to find out or maybe find some video of this actually happening. Um, Chris takes turns standing and babysitting the eggs because and it somehow seems to satisfy her need for him to take care of like she may she needs him to take care of why eggs in some way 
I don't know. They didn't go into detail on that. That was one thing where I said, I was like, I need to know more on this. Because to but me, this he is like definitely going too has far. to. I, th- I, like, I think it's one of those, we've got a good thing going and it's just a funny system that like looks weird to other people. But okay, if I got to do this little dance mm-hmm. and then we don't have to hold this bird down to then inject them with semen or bird, whatever. It's still semen. Um, I think, uh, you know, then that's fine. And then if like he's got to like one of during the day go over like how different is that than um, what do they do with pandas like they dress up put people yeah. in panda mm-hmm. costumes and they have them play with the babies because like we do weird shit like this. I feel like this Chris is needs a, lot, a raise. Though. And this, <laughs> you know how long these birds live? How long? Guess. I don't know. Ten years. Sixty. Oh no. <laughs> this is a full committed he's in it for life wait a minute he's only 36 years the bird's only 36 years old right now so what are you saying he's gonna have to do this forever like i mean they're married they're bird married like is she fertile for the whole time no i don't think so that's actually a really good question how long her fertile yeah i feel like if she has already had five kids like yeah i mean give her a break that's like a lot right she's good just ask peg meister (laughs) (laughs) yeah so isn't that a funny story? I just think if, Chris Crow. I mean, Chris must be to really bird. nice to do all that. He does seem nice. Mm-hmm. Bless him. He's just like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, we like, think well, I was only volunteering for one summer, but oh, okay. yeah, right now he's in too deep. <laughs> he doesn't want to break up a family. Uh, right. <laughs> oh my god. Let's yeah. write it down, Sarah. So, oh man, we talked about you know people like. Busting bones on roller coasters and artists stealing art. Being stupid. I mean, that's Being real clever stupid. to break, basically break the law and just call it your art. I Now now that I really think, you know, I, I've taken some time also to kind of reflect on like the stupidity of the Denmark art, national art, whatever the, the museum was. Mm-hmm. Why are you Come victim on, blaming? Well, I mean, they were just like, here, here's all this money feel like that was kind of not the smartest move yeah they were asking for it i mean they weren't asking for it i shouldn't victim blame anybody that uses the phrase take the money and run i have a real problem yeah we hate them yeah and then comparing like oh if you have really terrible work conditions like i do i would love to see what this guy's work conditions are exactly defend yourself sir defend yeah explain yourself yeah explain yourself go ahead and uh we learned about Sarah's fear of Jack in the Box. Oh yeah, and how Susie's like, "Whatevs, give me the roller coaster. I don't even care. It does, I'll do it." It doesn't bother me, but maybe oh it would God. if I had balls. Oh, we need to find out about that. Yeah, we that. need to find out more. Yeah, we talked about balls and buttholes. It was birds, a lot of bees. <laughs> balls, buttholes, and birds. There you go. Don't forget to check out our merch, you guys, and our Patreon. Oh, so cute. I'm currently content. wearing the. It's hard being a person sweatshirt. I ordered it in a larger size than I normally wear for like a comfy baggy look. Yeah. I am never taking this off. Yeah, it looks great too with like little bike shorts. That's what I'm wearing them with. Yes, good choice. You knew my outfit. Thanks, friends. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.